set your intention for the day and how you want your day to look rather than letting your life and your day happen to you. Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi everyone, welcome back to Put Yourself First and welcome today to my guest Simone. Hello. Would you like to introduce yourself and introduce a bit more about what you do and what we're going to be discussing today? Okay, that's always like the question, isn't it? What do you do? What is it? Um, So I basically, I am a stress and anxiety coach and I originally trained in uh, nutrition and lifestyle coaching and as I went on and healed some of my my own past anxiety and stress and things I started layering on other tools and things that I would use with my clients um, especially with regards to stress management so then I added in meditation um, NLP which is called which is neuro-linguistic programming um, mindfulness and life coaching as well just to kind of create a really holistic way of looking at stress and anxiety and the ways in which we can we can deal with and tackle with those those feelings I guess I had always suffered with anxiety uh, from from a child really and I had I my basically my father passed away before I was born in an accident and I was always told about this and I think what you know having had counseling and things like that I'd always sort of navigated the world thinking that it was a really fearful place you know that it was a dangerous place and this kind of bred into this generalized anxiety over everything overthinking I mean back then when I was a child I was just called a warrior you know like a, I would worry about everything and overthink it and um, and that kind of became sort of part of my identity I guess in a way as you know when you're told things as a child you kind of that becomes part of your personality and then I guess really when I hit my teenage years was when it started to spiral and take more of a hold on my life and I um, ended up when I went to uni with some with also suffering with post-traumatic stress as well and uh, suffering from hypervigilance which is kind of you know I wouldn't be able to um, shower all the way through I'd have to turn the shower on and off the whole time and check that I was safe and I wouldn't be able to dry my hair the whole way through you know things like that sleeping with things against the door um, just generally really anxious states not being able to sleep because then worrying about social interactions that I might have or things that I had to do and it really kind of started impacting you know daily life at that stage and then I um, ended up moving back to London which is where I'm from originally um, getting uh, jobs within kind of fashion and beauty industry and started working in um, the subsection of it which was uh, social media I was constantly engaged you know on these platforms 24 7 having no time to rest um, 
And I also started a side hustle of selling vintage clothing. So just constantly busy, constantly anxious, running myself ragged. And I pretty much just suffered a burnout, which I think is, you know, we're seeing more and more these days. Um, And luckily enough, I could um, move back in with my parents. So I left my job, I left my relationship, the house I was living in, um, and I moved back in with my parents. And that's kind of the beginning of my journey into this career. And it initially started with wanting to heal my own anxiety and stress because I reached a stage where I just didn't want to continue anymore. And I went to the doctors, um, they offered me uh, medication, which I didn't want to take at that stage. And so I started trying to look for other ways to deal with this anxiety. And the first thing I discovered was nutrition and the wellness world. And, um, and then started discovering personal development, coaching, meditation, and things like that. And, um, and so that's kind of led me to where I am here. So initially first doing everything that I needed to do to get myself into a state where I no longer suffer with anxiety and I can manage any stress that comes up so much easier and catch myself, you know, when my mind moves into those states. I mean, it's such a huge epidemic at the moment, I guess, and that became the thing that I really wanted to help other people um, to heal. I feel like a lot of people might relate to that story listening to it because increasingly people are suffering with anxiety and stress like you say it's an epidemic um I do feel like a lot of people might be listening and wondering whether they have anxiety or whether they I don't because it is there are layers to it and what I would ask is because this is your expertise this is your focus how could you define like stress and anxiety how do you are there certain questions you ask people or are there certain markers that people can perhaps recognise if they feel like these um, feelings or behaviours or like mental states are running away from them and having a negative impact? Yeah, I mean, of course, there are so many layers. And I guess, as we say so many times, it's like peeling an onion, isn't it? You take one layer and then there's another layer and another layer. Um, and... I guess for me, anxiety and stress stress both come under the the umbrella of unmet kind of expectations of ourselves. And when we are kind of having a sense of fear or worry, especially with regards to anxiety, that's disproportionate to what is what's actually happening in our lives. And for me what I see with regards to anxiety is mm. is definitely the the overthinking category, the 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 mental mindset that we're constantly engaged with this negative conversation with ourselves that is exhausting and it's a it's a it's a repetitive loop that we've got ourselves into. And that's what I kind of see most often is people literally being exhausted and sometimes 
they they they're not realizing that they're yes you can be exhausted physically but also mentally too because we're putting ourselves through this constant cycle you know of anxiety and stress and the thing is that's that always really flipped my thinking on it is that these all of our emotions are addictive and so even some of the negative emotions that we experience we can actually become addicted to those emotions and and our mind kind of repeats and repeats these patterns and that for me was really really confronting when I first heard that and I also heard um I remember being on the bus on the way home from work literally maybe a week or two weeks before I uh, like left uh, everything and uh, it was something about if everything that you're carrying you picked up and at that point I realized that yes there had been instances in my life that had caused this anxiety and this stress and um, as you know we all have a different story and a different journey that's brought us to where we are but that actually I was just continuing to carry this load um, and I didn't need to do that anymore um, and then another thing as well that I always find is when people as you say there's so many layers of anxiety and stress is that people can sometimes feel guilty that they're you know why am I anxious or stressed or whatever it may be when somebody else has it worse than me or when you know there's so many layers and I think as well when our body actually has physical reactions to those mental states that we're experiencing so the anxiety and the stress and that our our body doesn't know the difference between you know a real stressor and that would be seen as like a you know evolutionary wise when we would get attacked by a tiger in the forest we would need to run and hide and, you know, create that like stress response in our body. But then also a perceived stressor, which could be something that we've imagined for ourselves or something that we're just replaying over and over again, our body reacts in exactly the same way. So it's kind of like that there's, it's all about your perception. Yeah, that's really powerful. And that's something I noticed about myself recently because I wouldn't, I've, n- I've never been diagnosed with anxiety, depression, like any mental health struggles. Um, but like everyone, you know, the, the conversation about layers, we, like we all have layers of stress and anxiety and we all go through phases where it gets on top of us more. And what I've noticed about my thoughts when I am in a more anxious state of mind, whether it's a really busy period at work or in my like menstrual cycle if I'm prone to more stress and anxiety I'll have like a almost not a subconscious thought but there's a small thought in the back of my mind and like you say it's that completely um irrational like blown out of proportion like worrying about something that probably isn't going to happen or might not even happen or I've just literally made up a story about in my head and as you're moving through your day I don't know whether anyone else will relate to this but I'll push that thought aside and carry on with my day and get on with the laundry or my to-do list or whatever else I'm doing but I'll notice in the next hour or so after that thought 
I feel like I feel a bit sick and I feel this pit in my stomach or I've got I or I've got like shortness of breath I've got like anxiety symptoms and it's because that thought like you say my body's having a physical reaction to that belief or that thought that I've planted in my brain and not processed I think you have to capture that thought when you have it and work through it and address the thought process and the belief that and the story that you're telling yourself because a lot of us are just pushing this stuff away and almost ignoring it and not dealing with it do you find that as well oh hugely and I mean a lot of the times anxiety can be you know it's a fear of the future but it's it's almost like a fear of a poorly constructed future so doing that mindset work you know as you said and catching it in the moment and awareness is is huge and then there's the other side to it as well which is that there are actually physical uh exercises and different things that we can do to calm our physical reactions as well because sometimes i'm not sure if you um you experience this too if you've kind of ever have those moments where you're in that in that pattern or you're pushing something to the side you almost have to change your scenery do something to almost get out of your mind before you can get back into your mind and actually process what's going on in there. And there's um there's a quote that I absolutely love that I think it's it's to do with stress, but it applies to anxiety too. And it says that um, stress is the trash of modern life. Uh, we all accumulate it, but we don't dispose of it. If we don't dispose of it properly, it will overtake our lives. Um, and that for me is so key we all have these anxieties and pressures but if we're not finding ways to to let go of those feelings and process them and lay them down then we simply just pile and pile and pile on top of ourselves and that's I believe why so many people are suffering with burnout and you know kind of breakdowns in different capacities because they're they're not finding the ways to to lay some of that down yeah that's really true and then I feel like modern life is almost set up that people well society obviously doesn't prioritize it <laughs> clearly <laughs> because this is an epidemic but I do think that yeah we're, we're not taught about the importance of these things in school we're not um we're not educated on this kind of thing we don't really know how our mind works and that like mind body connection and there's just a whole host of stuff that I feel like we could talk about all day about who's to blame or what's to blame but what I do want to ask is what are the biggest sources of anxiety that people come to you with the main kind of topics of money relationship jobs um and things like that but I, I think that a lot of it comes down to purpose as well and people feeling not kind of unsure of where they're, they're placing themselves in the world I think that that kind of once you get it's a kind of confidence factor and I think that especially with the as you said the world that we're living in and what we're not being taught we're exposed to so much all the time that we almost fragment ourselves and lose bits of ourselves along the way 
and the anxiety is kind of where we've we've misplaced stuff and it's about bringing it all back to ourselves you know reclaiming those pieces um and allowing the flow of our lives to just happen naturally as well i think that's another huge one is that a lot of people come to me who are well who have been or just at that stage where they've realized that they've been kind of fully paid up members to the like hustle club or the cult of like being busy you know and they've reached this stage where they realize that that's no longer serving them in the way that they you know mentally would like you know they're not feeling that sense of joy or calm or just not, not, not getting any elements of like relaxation in their life at all um and I normally find people that they're like at that stage where they start talking to me or you know to other friends that I have within this field yeah that's really interesting and I wouldn't have thought about that but I think you're like you're spot on there with the the purposing because a lot of us it goes back to people who are predisposed to stress and anxiety are like overachievers or put a ton of pressure and have that expectation of themselves so the Mm -hmm. whole purpose thing like what are you supposed to be doing or have it feeling like you have to have the perfect career the perfect job house relationship whatever I think that can play a huge role in us feeling stressed on a daily basis because we're constantly second guessing ourselves rather than listening to our intuition and tapping into those parts of ourselves like you say that are deeper and are unique to us Mm, exactly and I mean intuition is such a huge part of of I think healing some of those feelings as well you know that you mentioned because it's it is that anxiety and stress is very much coming from that monkey mind and um you know whether you call it the monkey mind or um the conscious or the you know the ego whatever you want to call it it's all a part of you that's not as connected to that deeper intuition and sense of what's best for you because essentially you know as I'm sure with all kind of coaching or therapy or whatever it is it's the the person has the answer for themselves but it's just actually allowing yourself to drop into that space where you can access it Um, and a lot of times people have resistance to that because of you know lots of different things and stories that that we tell ourselves or how we've been conditioned um throughout our lives so intuition is is a huge factor into solving it so if someone's listening to this and they are like nodding their head and thinking oh my god that's me like overachiever constantly stressed always busy what can we do today what are your go-to tips and those physical um habits like you say that will help us move through those stressful or anxious states for me the main thing is a morning routine because we operate so much of our lives in autopilot 
and have a kind of reactive way of going about our day. And the, the, the sense of autopilot that our brains have, which is this reticular activating system, um, it, it can keep us repeating the same patterns over and over again, which can also be the negative ones that we're trying to combat. And so for me, even though I was, I mean, morning routine was like a completely alien concept <laughs> to me, but now for me and for my clients is one of the first things I try to implement. It doesn't have to be long, um, maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes can, can do it. And for me, what that looks like is I will, for example, I'll wake up and drink some hot water and lemon, which is kind of shown to boost your mood and your energy. Then I meditate. Um, I will then do a really quick um, gratitude practice. So um, just to create a positive mental state. So I'll write down, for example, three things that I'm grateful for. And then I'll do a little bit of breath work, which is just using different breathing exercises that actually can calm your nervous system and help you feel calm. And then I'll do a little bit of journaling and kind of think about how I want my day to go and visualize how, how I see it progressing. And I find that just taking that time in the morning to, to, to kind of set your intention for the day and how you want your day to look rather than letting your life and your day happen to you. Having that happen also for me, it involves not using social media until I've done this stuff. I don't go on my emails. I don't, um, you know, a, a lot of my, well, the majority of my career, I've sort of been self-employed and worked for other people um, in a kind of sense of a freelance capacity. Uh, even before I did this and I would always start my day on the emails constantly being asked things or feeling you know and you just then your day I'm sure you've kind of probably had this in the past too you know your day just kind of runs away from you and that is exactly the breeding ground for stress and anxiety when you you don't feel like you've set some time for yourself, that you're out of control or that you're not just open to the flow of things, that's the breeding ground, um, I think, for those feelings of stress and anxiety because we can all experience them at different times and at different severity. Yeah, I completely agree. And I notice a huge difference if I'm not on my phone for that first 20 minutes, half hour, hour of my day. And I think anyone can benefit from this. Uh, we're talking from the perspective of someone self-employed and I'm sure people who work full-time, in fact, I know people who work full-time, check their emails at home as well, are on their commute to work. But I think even from just a personal life perspective, let's say I'm struggling with my body image. If I'm rolling over every morning and opening Instagram first thing, unless I'm filling my feed with positivity and people who make me feel good about myself, it's it, I'm at the beck and call of whoever's posted that day, the Instagram algorithm, whoever, whichever popular person is, it's going to feed to me in my feed. And if I see them and 
reflect that back on myself I've already started my day on the wrong foot yeah yeah and I I think it's I think we're just exposed these days to so much that so much comparison and so so much kind of we are literally being fed things that are negative for our mental health and it's almost like sometimes that Instagram knows (laughs) what's going to catch you that day um and so it is being so much more intentional about how you're using technology and the tools and um and just you know the interactions that you have on a day-to-day basis you know being being mindful and protective of your own kind of sense of self or what you want to get out of that day because yeah things like instagram can suck you into a vortex of negativity that that's not helpful at all yeah 100 percent. so social media try and stay off it or spend some at least have some allotted time like you say your morning routine i like switching it off at a certain point as well in the evening and that's all really good is there anything else that you find a lot of people are doing that they might not realize but is actually having a negative impact on their stress and anxiety levels so for me i think that people aren't always talking about their feelings or their their anxiety and their stress in the way that is most kind of beneficial for them like i find that I even to this day will sometimes have a conditioned reaction to people asking me things or saying, oh, I'm fine, or saying that I can take on more work than I can. Um, that kind of obliger personality type that is saying, oh, I'll do that and I can do that for you. And, you know, you're just taking on more and more and you're saying you're fine. And actually it's about navigate like finding out your own boundaries as well for me that's really key of knowing your boundaries with regards to like work relationships family interactions you know what are your boundaries and what's because once those boundaries are crossed then again your anxiety your stress or whatever is gonna multiply yeah that's huge and that's yeah we're so on the same wavelength um that's something I talk about a lot and I think the the thing with the um, boundaries is that it creeps up on you over time. It's a cumulative stress. So if you say yes to one thing with one person and then they might, I don't know, let's say your boss at work asks you to do something and you say yes. And then like you say, you know you've got a fully packed schedule but you say yes again and then you get into this dynamic where you're saying yes because you're a people pleaser or you put a ton of pressure on yourself or whatever it might be and over time it accumulates to the point where that's the main source of your stress and anxiety I've definitely experienced that with work in the past with I don't know with friends or family members if you're not um not that people are like taking advantage of you or um not that it's their fault it's more that in I've been conditioned not to speak 
sounds so cheesy, not to say what's on my mind and speak my truth and have that healthy boundary in place. So how are they to know that I'm stressed and anxious about stuff because I'm just saying yes and they might assume that you'll say no if if you don't have the capacity for it. So I think it's um, having the vulnerability to have those perhaps difficult conversations or to say no which is really, really scary. But I'm really glad you brought that up because boundaries are a huge one, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we're obviously, I know we spoke before that we both love Brene Brown and, um, you know, her stuff on vulnerability. And, and yeah, if we don't know our own boundaries, then how are we to know when somebody else is crossing them? Um, and it's just, awareness is so key to that whole process and then having just the confidence in yourself to actually lay those boundaries down and the thing is is you know all the boundaries that I've laid down subsequently have been met with positive reactions which I would never have thought at all um you know I would have always been absolutely terrified of what people think of me and you know whether somebody's going to then say something behind my back or and actually people have been have responded in only positive ways even things like for example with I would constantly always try to overcommit or say oh I can get this to you by you know tomorrow or I you know just that kind of quick 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 mentality and now I've really scaled that back I've scaled like my communication back with certain people and just really putting my boundaries like first um and for me it's only had beneficial results so I think that's as well like if anybody's kind of scared of sounding a certain way you know when they're implementing those boundaries actually if you speak it from the heart and if it comes from a place of love then it will always be met with in the way with which it was intended exactly and I always like to think that I'm if when we are vulnerable and have difficult conversations or stand up for our boundaries we're also giving other people permission to do that in their lives so uh, chances are the people who you say a no to or you're um, putting a boundary down with, they're probably doing this with other people as well. So I, I like that it's it's like when you buy a stranger a coffee, it's like that knock-on effect that everyone will just pass on the love and the good vibes to other people. <laughs> I know, and that's what we all need really, isn't it? At the end of the day, you know, and it's the same... Thing that you see being posted around on social media about you know the the self-care and they're not filling from an empty cup you know uh, so many of these principles come back to the same you know the same theories do you know what I mean which is that you have to let stuff down let go of stuff and and just look after yourself first yeah put yourself first exactly. I know oh my god <laughs> did not did not pay her to like round up with that I know but and it is it but it's amazing that we're now you know that there there is kind of a community of people out there that are 
are starting to do that and that's amazing because it's just something that is for so long wasn't talked about or was seen as being selfish or or whatever it may be and actually the fact that there is this conversation now is brilliant and I think it will only even though we do seem to be in a state now where anxiety and stress and things like that are very prevalent I do believe that in the future continuing like with those discussions and being vulnerable and kind of looking within is going to help us to to kind of move into a better a better world yeah I completely agree how do you like to set up your well-being practices and your self-care rituals and things that you like to do to look after yourself and um, manage your stress and anxiety levels throughout the week how do you physically prioritize them in your day-to-day starting with the the morning routine is a must for sure for me um because otherwise I end up just everything running away from me I also make sure to if I feel like I've had a day that's been hectic or just you know potentially gonna wear me down I will just make time in the evening to do for example a yoga routine um I'll watch um I'm like a sucker for documentaries um like wellness documentaries so I'll put that on you know just allocate some time to to do the things that I'm interested in or if there's like some sort of like I love to watch a bit of like YouTube on minimalism and things like that. Like, so I'll, I'll do things like that for myself to just kind of bring myself back into the stuff that I want to do. You go walk the dog or just drive somewhere. Drive. We're pretty near a beach here, you know, just to kind of get outside of your, of your current environment. Um, so those are the ways that for me, and then I also do things for myself. Uh, like for example, once a month, I'll book to have like a massage or some sort of like body treatment um, just in order to have some time to myself and um, and let somebody else kind of do the healing yeah. <laughs> as it were. So that's, that's another thing as well because I, especially when I first started doing this, I wasn't accessing the other amazing people that are within the wellness world as well and actually absorbing some of their knowledge or their hands-on skills and things like that so for me like especially over the past six months or so I've really tried to make the effort to go out there and and absorb as much as I can from other people as well and attend workshops and um yeah just kind of continue to be within that that world but also like receive from other people yeah so like continuing to be be a student and I always think like I'm constantly coaching myself exactly yeah I mean that one's we're always learning um so that's a hundred percent and and also just to to have from other people you know even whether it's a restorative yoga workshop or whatever where you go and lie on a pillow for 
an hour and just stretch and things like that you know it's just um it is putting in those times to to move out of our headspace as well yeah 100% I love that so looking at your schedule and if you've got something if you've got a busy day or a busy period like working relaxation into that or around it I love that tip I'm definitely gonna be doing that more this year because yeah I'm totally that person who says yes and then is completely boxed up and is like internally screaming at myself yeah and it's so hard to do it is I mean because consistently like that's the first thing that drops off the the schedule for so many of us is the stuff that we've allocated to do for ourselves um and that's where I find something like journaling um and things like that is really helpful to get me back on the same page almost with myself and Mm -hmm. to to remember why I've set these things in place um because I don't want to end up burning myself out yeah so true these are the quick round questions I ask every guest at the end of the podcast and we've already touched on this but just to reiterate what's your go-to self-care rituals and things that you like to do after a long or a stressful day so a guided meditation would be definitely up there so I'll just go onto YouTube or something like that and find a guided meditation that fits in line with whatever um, I've been experiencing that day so that's something for sure Um, and not being online if I've had a busy day because normally a busy day for me consists of interacting with others and as a kind of only child and little bit of a hermit you know normally at the end of the day I need to then retreat and just regrow for a little bit (laughs) yeah I can relate I'm not an only child but I'm an introvert so I need like to plug myself in (laughs) I know we all need like charging ports don't we (laughs) (laughs) second question is what's challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently um oh so for me I have um I was given like offered this brilliant opportunity I uh, run meditation classes at a yoga studio and they're running a yoga teacher training program and so I've signed up to do that so that's really pushing me out of my comfort zone because I'm was never particularly movement based um very much been more of a headspace person my whole life and uh so yeah so that's been pushing my boundaries a lot and I've also been dealing with a lot of kind of those feelings of I'm not flexible enough or I'm not strong enough or things like that so that's been a really interesting um push for me as well because it's something because it's involves moving the body it's just something I've never I've never done before that's exciting next question is what are your goals for 2019 would love to get my online course up and running um at some point this year I'm hoping kind of by the autumn but uh since moving um from London to Belfast which is where I am at the moment um I've just been getting people asking me to put together kind of like an online online program 
so so that's kind of I've got everything here together but I just need to actually start filming some of the stuff and upload it so that's my main goal for this year that sounds great I'll be looking out for that one (laughs) and do you have a favorite resource or anything you're loving at the moment that you'd recommend to everyone so my favorite well there are two people or two things that I'm especially loving at the moment one is a um a lady called Lucy Sheridan who's the comparison coach uh, on Instagram she's really been inspiring me recently just kind of I love she seems such a warm and lovely person and also the lively show which is a um it's by a girl called Jess Lively who's based in America I think at the moment and she's just she's had a podcast for years but she's just released a kind of YouTube TV program of the show so that's been my kind of I've just been really enjoying um watching her stuff and she's very much focused on intuition and things like that so that sounds really good I've listened to that podcast but I'll have to go and check out the YouTube series and Lucy Sheridan is absolutely fantastic I know great resources thank you would you like to let us know where we can go to follow you online and keep up with you and everything else that you've got planned this year yeah so on most social media I'm just it's just my name which is Simone Hadfield and I also have a Facebook group uh, which is called the Calm Club and that's basically a it's a closed confidential Facebook group where anybody that's suffering with any feelings of stress and anxiety can go and we share resources and do kind of Facebook lives and things like that of, of some of the ways that we can start dealing with our stress and anxiety. So those are the two, just my name and then the Calm Club as well is where you'll find me. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all of the pearls of wisdom that you've shared. I feel like everyone can go away from this hopefully feeling like they're not alone but also that they have practical tangible takeaways that they can go and try today to feel better for anybody that is suffering with that stress and anxiety that there are so many things that we can do i think as well it's about empowering ourselves to find the tools that work for us so that's i hope if anybody listening is suffering with that is to to feel a certain element of confidence and hope that there are things out there that can can bring you back into balance thank you so much for listening to put yourself first if you enjoyed it or you have any feedback i would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this and if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi i'm at cat underscore horrocks on twitter and instagram And if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too.